we'll catch up with Harold following the pub crawl. So you got in not too late, definitely late uh, for an average person. Mm. How are you doing the next morning? You didn't drink too much. No. But Um. you did have an eventful evening. Uh, well, I wrote a constitution check and I got a natural 20. Uh, oh, yeah. You're doing for, pretty well. For a 22. So I guess um, for whatever reason, um, Harold's probably just, uh, yeah, he's doing all right. Maybe he slept in, you know, just to sort of help get revitalized a little. Mm-hmm. You cast a uh, minor restoration on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That has to be the ultimate hangover cure. I'm just going to cast Minor Restoration, Remove Poisoning. Exactly. Because you are, like, effectively, a hangover is, like, you've been poisoned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is essentially how it works, exactly how it works. I mean, that's why Hair of the Dog works, quote-unquote, right? Because immediately it makes you feel a little better because your liver is busy with alcohol again and not the awful side products of alcohol. But you're just delaying the inevitable, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, you're not feeling hungover this morning. And uh, what what are you doing? It's, it's the weekend. Uh, are you studying? Are you... What is Harold going to... What are you going to do today, Harold? Yeah, so it's kind of been interesting, hasn't it, for Harold? Because he's he's got all of these star charts to sort of churn through. And I, I'm sure he's been doing that when he can. But there's been a lot of other stuff going on uh, as well. Um, you know, the the big showdown that happened and then the being miniaturized and then uh, ending up in the Feywild, uh, albeit in a very localized way. <laughs> uh, but um, obviously Harold is a little motivated by the events that happened in the, the public library in the sewer uh, because he was very interested in that book and obviously not wanting to, um, yeah, not wanting to put pressure on a new friend, he sort of let it go that the book that he wanted to look at, you know, um, the, the the other guy was, you know, had his uses for it. And Harold wants to sort of go back and see if he can find it uh, to find answers about this sword that he's been given. And obviously the events of the... Uh, the the sort of star beam that sort of <laughs> you know made a hole in his house. Yes, because yeah, you've, you've. I mean, you've got this this weapon, this sword that you've been given, with not a lot of context around around it. Um, you know the the. Evidence so far seems to be that your uncle sent it to you. Mm. But apart from that, like the note was was lost. And so you don't really know really where it came from. And it also has this this magic or the anti-magic scabbard as well. Mm. So that in itself is a mystery. Exactly. And Harold doesn't know too much about the star druids uh, and there's multiple reasons for that um mostly is that they're a somewhat secretive coven of druids and they're not particularly common so um you know that there isn't a lot written about them in popular media that harold would have access to you know particularly adventuring journals and stuff you know like star druids just aren't normally adventurers you know they're keepers of knowledge and that kind of thing and that's about all that people commonly know and so you know Harold having these events happen to him is probably put two and two together that this sword is trying to guide him somewhere potentially Uh, but he doesn't know why or where and obviously the uh, having this book that seems to contain more knowledge is sort of the first step for him in potentially getting some answers. And I suppose Harold is hoping might lead him to Faustus mm-hmm. um, as well. All right. So then uh, you make your way 
down into the sewers, into the catacombs, to the Ferromasters public library. And yeah, I imagine I um, knock on the door because despite it being a public library, uh, last time the door was closed. Well, it's got a, it's got a bouncer mm. because it's a, it's a public library, but he, uh, well, we'll meet him again because you've knocked on the door and there's the, the like wooden slat opens up and there's a pair of eyes that look at you. Ah, you again. Closes the thing. I've seen you before. Yes, uh, we were here not too long ago. Well, I say we, I mean, it's just myself now. Um, I hope all is well. This particular uh, muscular man with the, like, superhero domino mask Mm -hmm. um, over his eyes. Back again to find a new chapter. Yes, there's this particular book I I was hoping to source uh, last time someone else... Uh, had use of it, and I, you know, I didn't want to deprive them of that, so I thought I'd come back a little later, hoping it's still here, of course. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, it's sort of a, uh, a very sort of, I think it was like a felty sort of purple with, uh, you know, like silvery thread. I don't remember it having a title, although it may. I think Harold definitely know if you can find back to where that aisle was, you would be able to work out where it was. Um, so I think with a survival check, you'd be able to navigate the library back to to that particular spot. Um, but the bookman looks at you. Uh, there's a couple books like that I've seen around. Um, no, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Sorry. Uh, we've had some reshuffling. My, my new assistant's been... Uh, I've been going through my ordering system. We're trying to make... Uh, he says make make more sense of it. I think he's shuffling my index. <laughs> yes, well, you know, everyone has their own system, I suppose. Change can be hard to accept sometimes. Yes, well, uh, fortunately, uh, when it comes to reorganizing a library, that means taking things out and then putting them back. And uh, I don't know if you remember, a lot of books here in this library. So a lot of uh, books being pulled out. Uh, if you can't find what you're looking for, Maybe talk to my, my new assistant and see if he can help you. Uh, yes, great. Uh, I will do that. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so I will roll a survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 17. All right. So you, you navigate your way through the library following the aisles that you previously walked down. They look a little different than the last time you were here because it looks as though somebody has been taking a lot of these books off of the shelves and trying to instigate some kind of ordering system that makes more sense than just broad categories. Mm. Uh, Which must be some kind of a nightmare trying to reorganize an entire library that was messy to start with. Mm. Uh, but you're, you're navigating your way through and you get to the section where you're you're pretty sure the book should be. Yep. You, like, you're looking around like, yeah, you think you remember that intersection was where you were explaining monster battles with the pixies and then around that corner and down that way was where you you fought the basilisks. Yeah, you're pretty sure it should be here. So your passive perception's very high, so you won't have to roll. Uh, you're, you're scanning along the bookshelves to where the book was, mm. uh, where Roko had taken it from, and you can't see it. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid this would happen. Uh... You can hear somebody moving around nearby and the 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 squeaky wheel of a cart being pushed yeah. down an aisle. Uh-huh. Cool, I'll head in that direction. Navigating your way through the stacks, you get to the aisle where you're pretty sure you're about to intersect with this person and it takes you a moment. This There's something about this person that's very familiar but their hair is like inky black, almost like like they've dipped their head in a in a jar of ink. Mm. It looks almost too like it looks unnaturally black. In fact, yeah. 
and they're wearing a domino mask as well, like the Bookman. Definitely not the Bookman, though. This might be like the Book Boy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Give me an. Uh, your your perceptions are very good. Um, give me an investigation as this person walks towards you. Give me an investigation roll. Uh, nineteen. Staring at this person as they walk down the aisle, pushing this this card of books. You can see who this is. This is uh, your old slash new friend, Catchall. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in his new new persona, the book boy. Yeah. And he sees you. Ah, uh, Harold. Um, hello, person I don't know. Mm, mm. Can I assist you in searching for a book? Yes, yes, you can. Uh, I'm looking for something very particular. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, it's a sort of purple book with silvery thread. Um, well, yeah, I've been pulling books out of the shelves to, to reorganize them because the previous system was not particularly effective. Um... And then as I was pulling them out to try and sort them, the bookman started to sort them by colour, which was aesthetically very pleasing to look at. But from a, a navigational, organisational point of view, all over the place and a complete nightmare. Uh, so if we... Uh, hang on, come, come with me. He, he kind of parks his cart and he'll lead you through the aisles to where a bunch of books have been organized in like rainbow like via via the uh the spines of the books like color mm-hmm. um and he takes you to a section of purple books as perhaps one of these I, i'm i want you to i want you to be ass- to be rest assured that this is temporary and i will eventually sort this library into some working order yeah, I mean, you know, things take time, you know, like this. Uh, I think you just have to keep going at it and eventually you'll get your reward. Yes, well, it's, you know, it's um, sometimes when life is a bit chaotic, it's important to, to stop and sort things out. A- absolutely. Uh, I very much agree. Uh, oh, but looking at these books, uh, Harold, you see the, the, like the, the purple books, but none of them are the ones you're looking for. Mm. And you remember last time you were here that uh, books aren't allowed to be taken out of the library. Yeah, yeah. And you had to go through some some lengths to to sneak out the the three that had been previously stolen. So if it's here, it should be in the library somewhere. Yeah. Uh, unless Roko has done something to to get it out of the library. Hmm. Ah, all right. Well, I was I was sort of hoping not to, you know, have to expend the energy on this, but I suppose I shall. Um, you know, it's actually quite a useful trick for someone who <laughs> works in a place such as this. Uh, but uh, anyway, here goes. So I take up my orb and I picture the book that I've seen in my head and sort of spin the orb so that the constellation of like like the constellation that best represents the the theme of the object is like pointing towards me mm-hmm. and i i sort of cast locate object and as i do that the orb spins so that the the, the constellation that i was focusing on is now basically pointing in a three from a 3d point of view in like mm-hmm. the appropriate direction of where the object is as long as it's within a thousand feet so you cast this spell and as the the constellation begins to like you've seen it done do this numerous times where it like scans across until it locks onto the thing yeah it spins a full 360 and then spins again and then spins again and then like you can see the magic start to fade. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that's interesting. Um, I mean, catch-all. Un- unless this library is larger than I thought, it's potential that potentially that book is not here anymore. This library is quite large. Uh, what is the, the the range of your spell? If if I if memory serves from previous things I've I've learnt in my life, it's it's like, it's like a thousand feet or something, right? Yes, it's quite a large area actually. Mm, a thousand feet in all directions. That should encompass most of the library. It would be unlikely that it would be not within the the library grounds. I mean, I suppose I could take a quick walk towards one of the more extreme ends, just in case. Uh, I think it lasts about ten minutes, so if you know, if it's okay. suddenly within range, I suppose it would light up, as it were. Uh, would you mind if I walk with you? It hasn't had much company from people beside the bookman. It's nice to see uh, a friendly face. Of course, you are more than welcome. Uh, so you, you're walking through the stacks and about five minutes later, this this person looks around. Hey, Harold, it's me. I'm Catchel, remember? Yes, I... Is the, I was, did the hair in the mask fool you? Um, look, honestly, no. That's a very unnatural colour. You have to sort of, you know, maybe use dirt or something. I don't know. Something more natural. I, I just had ink. I just used ink. Or, you know, just shave it off. I mean, that's a very valid look, you know. A lot of people look amazing like that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Taking this on board. I'll consider the dirt. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like ink black, it's, it draws a lot of attention. You know, it's sort of very striking. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it'll fade. Yes, well, that that's actually probably a thing. Um, have, how have you been? This is as you're continuing to walk to the library. I mean, honestly, pretty good, all told. Um, I, Catchall, I... I am the only one who sort of knows about your second uh, go at things. I I appreciate that you've you've kept that secret. Um, do do you know if your sister was able to uh, contact my sisters? I, I think so. Yes, you know she. Uh, okay. She sort of made it a priority. You know, obviously, don't want to. Good. Leave them hanging. It's probably yeah, the worst good. possible thing, isn't it? Yeah, I. They don't have a lot of money, so I don't. I don't want them to go like, like a big funeral. I mean, would it be weird if I want if I tried to go to my own funeral? Um, I mean, I think it would be an extraordinary risk. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, oh well. I, I've, you know, I mean, it's it'd be interesting to go to your own funeral and see what what people say about you. Yes, but although that's very I, dangerous, uh, yeah, ra- uh, Catchall. You know, uh, I did have some uh, debts and some enemies, so it possibly not. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's not the, the smartest move to go. Yeah, you know, Catchel, I've, I've read a lot of, you know, of those like elven uh, mafia sort of stories and it feels like things just often go down at funerals. I, I think they, they often, people, even your enemies, they, they often attend hoping that to catch people out who've maybe, you know, orchestrated things. Yeah, so Yeah, fake, faking your own death is not, not an uncommon thing. Uh, it's actually there was actually a chapter on it in the um, How to Rogue uh, book. Yes, I, I mean, I know of a few ways you can sort of make it very convincing. Not that I would cast that sort I mean, of magic, but to be fair, I did die. 
Yes, I mean, you didn't fake it. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I mean, luckily your soul was still, you know. Uh, I mean, I was in, I was in like a, a, a strange room and there was a person there and they were talking to me. I don't quite remember what they were saying. It was definitely, I feel like I was definitely dead. Yes, well, you know, that, um, I mean, look, Catchall, you, you know, what you did was incredibly brave. Uh, you know, I hope you realize that. That thing was very powerful and, you know, potentially was there by herself for quite a while. Well, I, you know, I saw her across the bridge and um, just you know, had to do something. Sort of a, a right place, wrong time, or right place, right time, wrong place. Yes. Situation. Uh, I mean, good for Potentia. Bad for me. I mean, I, I guess it was good that that you you showed up uh, and that you're connected to somebody who could do that kind of magic. Yes. You know, I, I, I honestly, I really didn't know if it would work. I, I have a sort of similar ability myself, but I, I just, you know, that fight took out so much of my energy reserves that, uh, you know, I, I didn't have the strength left and yes, luckily, you know, Martha is a bit of a specialist. Uh, yeah. I've, I've heard that druids have the ability to, to regrow, uh, limbs. Is that, he looks at where his hand used to be. Is that something you can do? Uh, uh, I think eventually, um, I, I have a lot of learning to do though at this right, point and I, right. I don't okay. think it's something I can do currently. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, if you ever become something you have access to, uh, you know, come by and, um, he, he, he waves sort of lend me a hand. Well, I tell you what, I, I do have a friend who's very, um, adept at tinkering. Uh, I don't know if you know them. Uh, their name is Lanwin, and uh, they they could possibly rig up something for you that could be very functional in the meantime. Uh, okay. In fact, I dare say they could possibly rig something up that's even more functional than the original with the, yeah, the right sort of, you know, blueprints and... Uh, testing period okay. and such. That that's, a, that's an idea. I haven't, I haven't set. Honestly, I've spent most of my time this past week here underground. I haven't really, I haven't set foot on campus um, since the since that night. Um, I mean, I think that's sensible, Catchall. You know, um, these people that you're involved with, I, I don't. I don't know who they are, and I I would rather you didn't say, but, uh, you know, from what I understand, they don't mess around, you know, they, and they're not idiots, <laughs> so. Right. Well, I mean, once, once my disguise settles down a little bit more and uh, it's a bit more convincing, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll come by, um, or I'll send you a raven and then, yes. you know, we... You can introduce me to your, your tinkering friend. And, you know, there there are a lot of books around here. Uh, you know, if you're taking a sort of studious approach to things, there are ways magically to alter oneself. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure one of these books would have the specifics. Hmm, that's an idea. Honestly... It'd be this whole process would be so much faster if we had one of the university underlibrary uh, mechanical sorting things. Those those suits of armor they're pretty useful not just to protect that place, but it's they help you know keep everything sorted and neat and tidy and clean. And um, this place could really it's really underfunded for a for a a, a library. Well, something tells me this place isn't funded at all. So, uh, yes, I think you're I, right. I, I mean, public public donations are kind of what keep us. Well, it's not really 
uh, running so much as fed. Right. Somebody somebody donated a chicken. It was quite nice. Yes. Uh, uh, which which has been good until it escaped. Um, so I guess if you see a see a chicken, uh, <laughs> catch catch it, please. Because yeah. uh, last last I saw it was it was nesting in home in the uh, the homemaking section, which I guess makes sense. But I, I I think it's a sense of irony in a chicken. It wouldn't be a surely that chicken can't read and, and know what it was doing, right? You know, I've uh, been a chicken myself before. Uh, they start us off quite small in 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 the sort of druid zoology. Uh, so who knows? Who knows what these animals get up to they have a surprisingly rich social life if you learn their language huh you're not just pulling my leg harold i mean i've been underground here for a week and i haven't seen the sun and i feel like i'm going a little crazy cooped up down here no i i promise i i I can i can speak to them with a little bit of concentration it's an acquired skill of course okay uh well i mean this uh, this is probably the f- the furthest down the library you need to go with your your scanning uh, spell. Do you, you picking up anything? DM, am I picking up down. anything? <laughs> no, you look down at the orb and it's 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 doing that that pulsing looking for a target, but it's that's not sort of like up. radar. Doop, 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 yeah. Doop, 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 yeah. Doop. <laughs> no, it looks like Roko has taken this book and and made off with it somehow. Hey there, listener. This is your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see your name and think, ooh, that's a cool idea for a character name. I'm going to borrow that. And then that there is a character in the world based on your name. Wouldn't that be cool? I think so. All you have to do is tweet about the show, or talk about us on Facebook and just tag the show. I'll see it and might make a character and give them your name. Wouldn't that be cool? You know what else is cool? Having one of us read a message for you in this section of the show. We can have myself, Kate, Ross, or Joe read a message as ourselves or as a character and then we can deliver a message to someone you care about. Maybe you want to give a shout out to your DM. Maybe you're a DM and you want to give a shout out to your character. Maybe you're a player and you want to give a shout out to another player's character, like deliver a, a message, like a secret message from one character to another through a podcast. Maybe it's someone's birthday. Perhaps you would like a message from Gore for someone's birthday. Gore would be glad to help you celebrate someone's birthday. Just fill out the form via our link tree, which you can find on all our social media and on our website, dndoctorates.com. Just fill out that form and we'll deliver a message for you. I hope you're enjoying this episode where we get to kind of focus in on Harold and he gets to go around and do some things by himself. We've all got things that we need to do by ourselves sometimes and it doesn't always make sense to drag along two of your friends to go and do those things. So these episodes we're focusing in on each character's individual things that they're doing and uh, you can expect an episode with Meredith and Potentia coming up soon. So keep an eye out for that. In fact, the next episode will be coming out next Thursday, the 24th of February. So look out for that on all your podcasting feeds. And uh, that's it from me. Let's get back to this episode right now. You know, I tried to be friendly with Roko. He um, seems to have befallen some sort of strange tragedy in his life. But I'm a little disappointed he took the book. So, that was the the wizard that was here uh, with the. He was a bit, bit of a strange fellow. Yes, kept to himself. He has some sort of basilisk stalking him? Although there's there's a very strange relationship going on there, I, I, and I think Roko's in a little bit of denial about it all. I hope he finds the answers mm. he's looking for, though. Hmm. Mm. <sighs> well, uh, if he if he comes by, I will. I'll let you know. Yes, and uh, oh, I suppose I should. 
I mean, I really want to find this book, but I suppose the question is how much. I, I could engage a seer. It's a little extreme, though. You know, divination, magic and all. Well, it has been my experience that when people take books from libraries, it is their intention to eventually return them. But sometimes they just... Um, it, they, they keep it to an overdue point and... Uh, I, I'm 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 sure it will come back. Is what I'm what I'm I'm getting at. Maybe not through a way that they initially intended, but the book would get will get returned. I I hope. Uh, I suppose there's no particular hurry, but I'm a little anxious for answers. But yes, I suppose you're right. A little bit of patience never hurt anything. What what did what did you need it for? Um, have I showed you this before? I'll 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 take out the sword and I'll sort of point it away from the two of us and and books mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just like just like down yeah, the and I'll say the the um, the code word stakadiaster stakadiaster and yep. uh. Uh, so this this that shining, shimmering black metal ignites with the white fire. Whoa! And then I'll I would not let the bookman uh, see that. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll sort of speak the code word again, or I suppose sheath it into the anti magic thing. Um, and I'll say yes. Uh, very interesting trinket that was sent to me, um, uh, but I don't. I don't know where it came from. Uh, there was this sort of incident with... Uh, almost like the, the, the cosmos was trying to guide me somewhere, and I don't really know where. So, mm. And the only thing I've ever seen that would give me any hints is, is in that book. Huh. You know, I've actually... I think I've seen that medal before somewhere. Oh, yes? Um, there was a... A chap in the the thieves guild had a like a dagger made of that same metal. I think I don't know if I ever saw it light up like that. Um, I only saw him a couple times. I heard he got, I think he got mixed up with that green fraternity group. The the kind oh. of stand on the the corner. Get money, yes. druid group. Interesting turn of events for a uh, for a, a thieves guild member, but well, I mean, the honestly, those those charity muggers—they're looking for anybody in a, a desperate situation to join ranks, and um, thieves aren't exactly in the best situations. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be thieves. I mean. Don't get me wrong. There's a there's a professional level of thievery that's quite high where you can you know make do and being a thief is more of like a like a gentleman's sport more than anything. But um, the the lowest ranking members being a thief is just you know, trying to make ends meet. Yes, uh, and I think those those green fraternity people they kind of prey on the the vulnerable. Yes, I, uh, I, I I talk to them occasionally. You know, we, we sort of, being druids, have a little bit in common. But uh, I've actually I've I've heard some rumors that it's it's kind of a bit of a front for something more nefarious. Oh, that I, is very interesting. Yeah, uh, hmm. but I, I don't get out into the the parklands particularly much well especially these days no I mean give it some time you know yeah Uh, you know the thing is that people's memories can be quite short especially if they're replaced Uh, you know there will be there will be new people for them to worry about I'm sure eventually yeah well um, I'm sorry I couldn't help you Harold but it's uh it's been good talking to you, honestly. Yes, I mean, you know, you can always, uh, you can always send me a raven, uh, you know, at any time. I know where you are. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's 
good talking to someone other than the bookman or those pixies. They're, they're here often, those pixies. I, uh, I'm afraid I owe them a favor, actually. That's a long yeah, story. Yeah, well, they're, they're around. Um, I Less so since they've been playing that card game. <laughs> yes, it's very addictive. Uh, well, um, until until we catch up again next time, Harold. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll return, uh, I suppose, in a few weeks to see if anything's changed. And uh, yes, hopefully the, the hair sorts itself out. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe like growing a mustache. Classic. Um, All right. I haven't. Yeah, something to kind of break up my my dashing features to look a little different. I just don't know if like a mustache and a domino mask are a look. Um, but you know, we'll see. Give give it a couple of weeks and we'll see how it looks. Yes. Uh. It. You know. Uh. As you say, down here is is a pretty pretty safe place. Is there a reason this place is in the sewer? I mean, I would think a public library could could obviously real estate isn't free. I understand that, but uh, you know, it would be a lot easier for the public to get here if it were, say, above ground, for instance. Right. Um, well, Harold. I mean this in the most polite way possible. Um, not everyone's grown up with the same level of accessibility to books that you have. Uh, books are actually, I'm not sure if you knew this, I, they're quite valuable commodities to have. And uh, printing presses aren't exactly common books aren't exactly common and access to knowledge is not exactly something that everyone has and I'm sure there are some libraries around university ones probably the most publicly available one but you kind of need to be a student um this library is sort of a it's a well I would think in some circles they would consider this library sort of um, illegal. It uh, Books are valuable. So this is, and he, he gestures widely, sort of a, a hoard or a treasure trove of knowledge. Um, and there would probably be numerous people who would want to take from it. Mm. Um You've you've been here during quiet times, but I've seen the I've seen the bookman flatten people, just just deck them to the ground uh, for disrespecting the books. And um, yes, your security system is uh, interesting as well. Yeah, you try and take a book out of here. Um, it's got. I mean, the bookman. I think he inherited this place from someone else, but. Uh, there are a group of people in Feramasters who want to read and uh, traveling through the sewers into the catacombs to get here is not not the worst thing to gain access to this kind of knowledge. I mean, there are some people, myself included, Harold, who got into university because I had access to these books to study. I didn't exactly go to a great school. So, uh, but there are some people up there, up in the, well, I don't want to say surface world because that makes me feel like I'm not from the surface. That makes me feel like I'm underground more than I am. But there are some people up there who probably enjoy the, the status quo. I'm using that term right, aren't I? The status, yes. Yeah, enjoy things the way they are. And um, like keeping certain people in the pl- in certain places. No, I I mean I I think this place is is wonderful. It's just I suppose I find it a shame that it can't exist somewhere uh, a little more prominent. I, I suppose you're right. A lot of people wouldn't want the common folk to have access to this, which uh, 
unfortunately, knowing the people I do is just unsurprising to me, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I hope I didn't, you know, uh, offend you. I, 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 you seem to be the nicest person born with a silver spoon that I've ever met. Uh, I mean, I think we're all just learning about the world and some people just get to learn more about it than others, don't they? And if you're lucky, you respond in the right way. Well, yeah, luck is something that ebbs and flows. And, um, you know, sometimes you're striking it big in the casino. Sometimes you're dead. But, you know, life's about change. Side note, we definitely have to go to the casino. Uh, that's yeah. an out of, uh, yeah. out of, out of game yeah. comment there for later Oz. So there you go. Mm. All right, Catchall. Well, uh, I suppose I shall get going. I, um, uh, I have to prepare to see my supervisor, uh, on Monday and Wednesday, Wednesday, there. Wednesday's the day normally. Yes, yeah. I actually have to try and catch up on some study because I've fallen a little behind. Okay, well, um, yeah, good good luck. I'll let you know if, if uh, Roko comes back and, um, yeah, we'll catch up. Great, all right then. Uh, so I think at this point we can skip forward for a couple of days, Harold studying... Um, trying to catch up on the work that he's been neglecting given previous events. Uh, He's been, I imagine, pretty distracted. Mm, I would say so. On the day of your supervisor meeting, are you on time or are you running just that little bit late? I think he's on time. You know, he hasn't had to do too much else recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And so as you're you're climbing the stairs up to uh, Professor Kegstone's office, going over the the things you've been reading and, and the equations you've been doing, how prepared do you think you are for this meeting? Well, I just rolled a 20 on my sort of academic progress die. Okay. Um, so I okay. suppose... H- Harold, Harold is the master of cramming. Yes, I, I think that's exactly true. <laughs> There are, there are certain ways to study and Harold seems to be the master of getting it all done all at once in a very short period of time and then somehow fitting every other uh, non-academic thing in as well. I imagine... He's a very social person. Yeah, I imagine so. he's the kind of person who just like sits there staring at stuff and then just all of a sudden has an epiphany and goes, oh, oh, and then, you know, like a burst of activity and then procrastinating again like he has to get all his procrastination things done yeah. first <laughs> and then he becomes super productive yeah. <laughs> like it's like you, you've you've gone through and you've sorted all your spare cards from monster battles you've uh gone through and done your laundry you cleaned your kitchen did did like every possible side thing that needed to be done and then we're like okay i guess i could do work now yeah you know like read the latest um adventuring periodical. Yeah, you know read through that yeah picked up some tips about where there might be some more like a, a dungeon or something nearby you're like oh that could be interesting to explore. read the latest transcript of um amazing dice attainment you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well you you get up to professor kegswain's office and you're you're pretty used to running into his other students. Mm, mm. Yeah, the the one who seems to be obsessed with getting to the moon. Yes, but this time you don't run into him at all. Oh dear. And uh, Professor Kegstone's door is open, and he's uh, sitting there with like hands on his forehead, with this huge chalkboard in front mm. of him, and he just calculations all over it and it looks like he's been doing uh, like orbital mechanics where he's trying to like work out the orbit of this planet that you've you've both sighted he almost doesn't even hear you come in uh hello oh harold it's 
good to see you. Uh, uh, sorry, come on in, come on in. Um, can I get you a, a drink? Yes, uh, I would love that actually. Um, I hope you don't mind. I've actually, I've, I've, I've just got coffee at the moment. I've been kind of pouring over these numbers, trying to to make sense that I'm. Uh, is coffee okay? Yes, no, that's 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 perfectly fine. Uh, so he'll pour you a, a strong black coffee. It's probably a little strong for Harold's taste, but he'll. Sort yeah, of... it's it's possibly even like a tad burnt yeah. as well. Like it's not it's not well made coffee. Uh, but he seems to drink it without any any hesitation. Uh, I've been going over our observations and trying to, to plug these into the to the. So, uh, um, how are you doing? Uh, you were you were coming up with some some sketches uh, and some. Remind me, what else were you looking at with the? the paper well what i've tried to do i suppose is um piece together some of the uh, the the other observations of uh you know these so-called planetary movements um uh, you know given the size they must be quite far from us actually and so um you know i i'm sort of interested in the way that uh, you know they must be traveling at a great distance and speed to have the movements across the sky that they do. I haven't really been able to come up with anything concrete, just sort of formulate these ideas, I'm afraid. Yes, well, I've been, I've been looking at the, the star charts for the, the well, formerly wandering stars, the, the planets, and uh, trying to, to make sense of them as something not, you know, star very far away but something in our uh like our star he, he gestures like he's looking for a word like a system mm. like a system of planets and you know if if we have ours and then all of these other ones must fit in somewhere around if the if they're all going around our sun they must all fit in somewhere and you can see him like looking at this this chalkboard mm. and it looks it looks like a mess and i i don't imagine orbital mechanics was something that harold was really invested no. in <laughs> and and it looks as though professor carrickstone is really like doing everything he can like there is a lot of like trigonometry stuff going on mm. him trying to like work out angles and and like plugging in like okay if it's moving here to there how many like degrees has it traveled across the sky what is that does that does that relate to speed or velocity of the planet he's just like he just he's basically just like trying to transfer his brain onto chalkboard so he can like keep a record of it and it's it based on how thick the chalk is piling up he must have been erasing and writing for weeks and he's like, just it's just been building up and building up. Well, uh, oh, Harold, yes. Uh, um, he goes through his papers. Uh, here, and he hands you a... I'm sorry, dust it off. There's a... At the end of this month, there's a meeting of the Astronomy Society. Ah. And I think... I think if we can, if we can finish up our paper, it would be... The perfect time to present it. Yes, I, I suppose so. I mean, uh, are you sure we don't need more observations before? Well, the the thing is, I mean, we've got centuries of observations of these. Nikki pauses. Planets. I keep having to remember that's what we're calling them now because it's just you know you study something for so long, calling them one thing, and then suddenly it's different. It's like calling someone a different name, you know? Mm. It's like my my cousin got married and I have to start calling her with a new last name and it was just took me forever to learn it. And just I need to need to get that this is such an important that this this discovery. 
will shake the ground we stand on in our understanding of our place in the cosmos. And I don't think we can keep it to ourselves. I think we have to share this knowledge with everyone. And if that attack on me is anything to go by, people don't want this information out there. Yes, that's um, that's a very good point, actually. And it's certainly a motivating reason just to sort of, uh, yes, get the information out there. I, I honestly, knowing these people, I'd be a little worried uh, uh, if we were to be known to be going to such a place to, to deliver that information that they they may try again, you know? Well, that's why I have put my name down with a different paper, something not too interesting. So I'm not sure how many people we're going to get showing up to the, the presentation, but we'll get our foot in the door and then we can present this real paper. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yes. I think... We can do it. And and with your supporting of my evidence, you know, it wasn't just me up there who saw it. You saw it too. And, uh, oh, what were their names? Yes, um, I mean, both. Uh, both Potentia yes, and Meredith, they saw yes, it. Yes, both of them, you know, had a look through the telescope, so. If we bring them along, you know, we've got evidence from four people who can all verify they saw the same thing. And I think at least that will start moving the needle, getting people talking about it. Yes, and I suppose, really, we'd love other people to confirm, you know, our observations as well, you know. Exactly, exactly. Because if other people can perform the same experiment and get the same result, then the evidence becomes undeniable. Yes, it's just uh, unfortunate that the weather at the moment is not good enough to get out there and do more observations. What with winter coming in. I mean, we're only in autumn, but I wouldn't want to be up on the mountain at the moment. No. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how, uh, you know, um, portable your setup is. I suppose we could travel uh, somewhere else, somewhere high up, uh, maybe even if not around Firmastus, somewhere, somewhere else. But I suppose we'd have to persuade the university, you know. It doesn't even need to be particularly high up. It just needs to have good, clear skies. That's interesting. Hmm. Good, clear skies away from artificial lights, torches, campfires, those sorts of things. Yes, well, uh, I suppose we'll have to just, uh, you know, bide our time and hope people respond positively. Yes, yes. Um, is there anything else that... I, I know that this project has kind of uh, absorbed the first month and a bit... I'm not entirely sure of the day, to be honest. Um the first bit of your first year of your PhD, I just wanted to make sure that I'm not completely overriding your own thoughts and your own research that you eventually want to do. I hope that you, sh I, I, I think you do, you share the same passion I have for the stars and, and these kinds of observations. Uh, but I just want to be clear that, you know, while you are involved in this this research, you, this does not need to be what you base your entire academic career on. Well, I've got to admit, you know, going in, the the sort of the idea of planets wasn't exactly what I had in mind. But you know, it's such an amazing, uh, you know, new field of research. Uh, you know, I I think for my PhD, I'm I'm very happy to be part of it, and maybe after that, I can sort of investigate, you know, the, the way the stars seem to affect my own magic and others. But for now, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm very interested, of course, because the planets, for instance, aren't on my orb, you know, and that means that the planets don't seem to contribute in the same way the stars do to my magic. And that's interesting in and of itself. And, and finding out more about them is surely going to help me understand why that is also. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's just all part of just advancing knowledge in general, I hope. Good. Good. 
I just, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that you were doing well uh, academically, and that, you know, my 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 research, my passion was not preventing you from doing what you wanted to study. Uh, and he looks at, uh, he, he like subcon like unconsciously, he just looks at a piece of paper on his desk, and you can see Harold. Um, even though it's upside down, you can see a, not a letter of resignation, but it's like a letter of like requesting a transfer of supervisor. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and you, you, you think you spot the guy's name who should have been here before you were. Mm. Mm. Do I want to push that or not? Probably not right now. It is interesting though. All right, I'll leave that. I'll I'll file that away, but I won't I won't push it for now. Okay. Uh, so I I think you and Professor Kirkstone uh, go over the paper and start to hash out what the the structure of the paper is going to be. You know, you've got your introductory section about the the history of the wandering stars. And then this evidence that you've collected um, and the observations going into, you know, the conclusion of this is not a wandering star. This is a planet that is orbiting the sun, mm. which explains the the paths that they trace across the sky. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's probably a big section in there that you like, you look at and your eyes just glaze over as you look at the equations. You're like, no, I'm going to trust you on that one. Yeah. I don't think the mathematics are sort of like, I think Harold is probably the kind of person who kind of is like, conceptually, it makes sense that this might be happening, but explaining the actual physics of it is probably not his Mm -hmm. strong point. I mean, like there are, there are a lot of astronomers who are very good at observing things, but, weren't great at doing the 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 mathematical calculations to translate those to other things and before mechanical calculators there were human calculators who would go through and calculate these things like nasa had calculators who were people employed to calculate things um so perhaps uh, professor kegstone has has taken a trip down to the the mathematics department to get some help with this I think you you spend like a, the rest of your afternoon like working this out, uh, leaving you with a pretty strong sense of where this paper is going and what your part of it is. Yeah, but also this this like it's all well and good to do research, but then suddenly when there's a deadline of like oh we're we're presenting mm-hmm. it, and like oh we're presenting it in in three weeks time. Okay. Okay. And we're halfway through this week, so it's two and a half weeks. Okay, right. Great. Yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. 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 